Well, good evening, AT aliens. Here we are on October 6, 2021, 9.53 p.m., late night. Uh, so things have almost certainly changed by the time you're listening to this. That's perfectly fine. That's the way life works. You're here with Sweet Lou, a.k.a. the Gwinnett Ghoul, Jay Hale, a.k.a. the Bama Pajama. Yeah, everything's good over here in the Bamas. My dear brother, Southside Jay, a.k.a. the Fayette Flagella. Be strong, I whispered to my Wi-Fi signal. And introducing for the first time, Cadillac, a.k.a. the Electric Watchdog. They say I have a face for podcasting. <laughs> His rational brother, Free Money, a.k.a. the Megan Mogul. Land of the free, home of the braves. But how free are we? And you are listening to episode 6, baby, of 28-3-ATL, an unapologetic podcast for Atlanta sports fans by Atlanta sports fans. Let's hurry up before the lemon pepper wings dry out. Let's hit it. Brothers and sisters, we understand your pain. We understand you are suffering. But when you are down, you must rise up like the mighty phoenix from the ashes. Rise up and be the champion that we know you are. 28-3, a podcast for Atlanta sports fans by Atlanta sports fans. I love Atlanta sports. 28-3, are you kidding me? Oh, absolutely. Welcome to the Braves, John Peterson. No other fan base should make fun of Trey's hair. All right, we're good. We're good. Excellent. All right. Exhale. Holding back, holding back the laughter. Okay, it was good. It was good. We did great. All right. Um, so I got a question for you boys. Uh, the question is, what year was the Brewers team born? So the Brewers, the Brewers took the Bra- the Brewers replaced the Braves, right? The Braves were originally in Milwaukee. Um, well, Boston, then Milwaukee, and they moved to they moved to Atlanta. Um, what and then what team moved to Milwaukee and took the Braves' place? What year did that happen? What year was that team born? And uh, what city were they in? And what was the team called? That's my that's that's the question to start out tonight. Hmm. Is this using Wikipedia or not using Wikipedia? Yeah, exactly. Ooh, good question. Good question. Take a guess. Take a guess. Take a guess on on, on take a guess on what city. It was another U.S. city, and they moved the team from there. It, it's an incredible team. Like I really had never heard of this team, and that's probably because my naivete. How do you say that naivete? Um, but I had is heard it of the it. Rust Belt. I don't know yeah, what the Rust Belt is. What's the a, Rust Belt? You don't know the Rust Belt. Tell me more about the Rust Belt. Pittsburgh. Oh no no no! Baltimore. So it, like it was. On, so I will. It, it is on the west coast. It is on the west coast. Wow, that never happens. Wow. Was it a team? And, from I, and I will say, yes, yes, it was Seattle. They were called the <laughs> Seattle Pilots. And if you ever look up their uh, their uniform, Sweet. it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And the the year was I think 1969. So they moved <laughs> from Seattle the to. You bring that up. Is the Dirty Brewers the Dirty Dirty Brewers tomorrow night? It'll be happening. It's Childtober, baby. That's exciting, man. Oh. Um, oh. Somebody just tell me. Be, be honest and be realistic. Like, as a Braves fan, what's, like, a realistic expectation, given that this is Atlanta? Atlanta has trouble, like, when it's clutch time. Sometimes we're getting better. Just give me something realistic. Like, don't, you know, just don't be hopeful, but also just tell me how it is. What are the expectations? Well, me personally, I mean, last year, you know, we beat the Marlins and the Reds, and I feel like the Brewers are a tougher opponent than those two teams. So this is pessimistic, but um, I'll be happy if we win the series, but I won't be shocked if we lose it just based on their strong pitching. You know, so I'm, I'm happy to be in the playoffs, but I'm not looking to go to the World Series again realistically, but, but I'll hope they do, you know. I think I think that's a great point. I think that's a great point. These these feel like complete opposite teams, and I think that's something to not be ignored. They do they do say that pitching kind of wins playoff series, so they are the better pitching team. However, we are the significantly better hitting team. Um, the Brewers this season were twentieth in OPS and eighteenth in homers, um, and. and 
and we were we were much better. So, so what? what do you can, can you guys for our listeners at home? Can can someone tell us what OPS is? Can you explain OPS? I don't know if you guys can, or we, we may not be we may not be qualified enough. It's it's on base plus slugging, correct? On base plus slugging. Okay. Percentages. So that's just how often do we do we get on base and how how much power hitting's going on? More or less. Okay. Okay. So so they don't have they don't have a lot of power and they and they're not hitting a lot of homers. Um, how are the Braves are different? But we all know that the bats can go cold as we've seen year after year from the Braves. Cadillac, what do you think? Um, it to to Southside's point, uh, the pitching of the Brewers is probably going to be a challenge when our bats do go cold in October, as they seem to always do. Um, Josh Hader. Ooh. I feel like a good pitching staff always can take out that home run, and we we we've leaned on the home run a little lately. Oh yeah, I feel like this year more than more than more than we should to be a good playoff team. And when it comes down to hits in the playoffs, like that's when you need the home run. So that has to continue. Absolutely, Lou. I don't see why not. What about so they've got a great pitching staff? Let's do a let's do a quick closer comparison. Uh, (laughs) Lou, you mentioned you you mentioned Hater. Can you can you give us can you give us some of Hater's highlights, guys? Anything? Anybody got any information on Hater? His hair is crazy. That's first, that just stands out to me. That's why he's that a good pitcher. That is not relevant to his talent, though, Jack. I mean, what is hair? I know, but I'm saying it's, it's like a, a strange hairstyle. It's, it's like, like that story from the Bible, Samson, Samson and Delilah. <laughs> I mean, if I had hair like that, I'd grow it out, too. It looks good. I mean, Hater is money. He's awesome. He, a 1.23 ERA, a .84 whip. Uh he is the cream of the crop, but the key is we can't get to the ninth inning where we're down one or two runs. We got to get those runs before we face them. But if you're comparing Will Smith, our closer, versus his versus Josh Hader, uh, I'd go with Hader every single ninth inning. You know that that does make me think of something. If here's the thing, their bats are worse, but our pitching as of late has not been bad. So if their bats are worse. And our pitching is just a little bit worse, and it's and it's at its peak now. Something's we may stand a give. chance. We may stand a chance. But to Absolutely. you know pose another question, you know you have what Charlie Morton and Max Freed. You know, Freed had two complete games in like the span of five weeks, and he's was named what uh, the NL picture of the month. But mm-hmm. after them two, then who's next? Can we rely on Anderson or Inoa? I mean, last year's success was based on Ian Anderson having magic we didn't expect it. He's not had that same dominance this year. So uh, I feel like we have to win game one and two because there's really going to be a drop-off, you know. I don't know. I'm not sure about Smiley. I mean, he's been durable and a good innings eater, but against quality teams, I don't trust him, honestly. He gives up that long ball. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and it's I think he's huge. pretty much long relief in the bullpen at this point. He hadn't started in quite some time. Or he, he was an opener, I believe, recently, but not, mm-hmm. not a starter. Can anybody yeah. give any uh, – what's the history of these franchises? Have they, have they played in the postseason before? They never have. I will tell you, though, the only time they did was in 1958, and it was the Milwaukee Braves. So that's pretty cool. But we've Ooh, never faced cool. them in the postseason. That's pretty cool. So, so they've gone to the playoffs four years in a row, just like we have. Two of those were as the uh, central winners. So I guess my my question is, what do you guys think the Braves need to do in this series? What what should be their focus? And we can start with free money. Um, what should their focus be to win this series and, and, and move on to the next round? I think it goes to the pitching staff, like Freed and Morton. We have to get quality starts out of both of them. They need to go deep into games. Um I'm not saying we have to start out, you know, two and zero in the series, but we're really going to lean on the two of them throughout the playoffs, but especially in this first series here. Um, they've got to go seven innings, you know, quality innings, give up a couple runs, and if our, we have to lean on our bullpen, they need to, you know, set them up well. Um, that's that's what I would say. And of course, timely hitting, you have to have that in the playoffs. But I think it starts with our pitching staff. Excellent, excellent. Uh, Southside, what you got? What do the Braves need to do to get out of this series? Oh, man, I feel like we need quality at bats to tire out the Brewers pitchers because if you go up swinging four home runs, 
if they're pitching well, you're going to get early outs and just just to work graded bats. And our our pitchers have to come through. If our starting pitchers don't de- deliver, then we have no chance. So we have to get great starts from our uh, our top guys and just work the count. Uh, Cadillac, Sweet Lou, you guys got anything? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'd like to see us go back to some small ball options. I mean, you know, the still base, like bun over, I don't know. I, I feel like we've always – I don't know. We've struggled to hit the, you know, the sacrifice fly this year. You know, th- small things like that, you know, are the difference makers. So. Sweet Lou? I'm looking at you, Snicker. Like, he's a, he's a cool, great manager, <laughs> but, like, he's got to make some decisions. They're going to be hit or miss. Um, maybe there's a challenge he throws out or something. We even see a challenge, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe Sticker's got to step up. He's got some big decisions of what lineup he throws in there. The first four hitters are crucial. How he puts those in there, but uh, it's gonna be a sexy series. I do think so. Beautiful four to five, maybe. I hope. Beautiful, sexy take, boys. Beautiful, sexy take. I'm, I'm gonna. So what I believe, uh, and this is directly from watching that matchup against the uh, that wild card game, an excellent wild card game against game. the, the bum Yankees and the uh, which shouldn't have been bum Yankees. And the uh, and the, and the the Boston Red Sox, and and one thing, one yeah, one thing I noticed in that game though, was what the Sox did. It, it, the bats ran cold on the Yankees side, but they did nothing to help themselves. They you gotta have plate discipline, and when the in the playoffs, plate discipline comes into play, and you've gotta get walks. That is another way to get something moving. And, and if the pitching's great, excellent, but. But with plate discipline, usually you can beat the pitcher and, and at least get someone on base to, to make something happen. Because sometimes in those long droughts when hits aren't coming, it feels hopeless and, that, and it's easy for a team to give up. So I'd like to see great plate discipline. I'd like to see walks as many as, as possible just to get things happening and get things loose and moving. Kind of like, uh, never mind. All right, anyway, so that's the Braves. Um, and if we get past them, oh, man, it'll be the Dodgers and Giants. Those teams had – Beautiful season, 100 wins. I'm just saying, man, look in the future, but let's be present. I'm sorry. Let's be present. Um, The way I'm approaching it is that, you know, the night they won the division, they were interviewing Snicker, and he got emotional because he just recounted it. You know, it's been a tough season. I mean, it started with we lost the All-Star game, you know, due to political issues. We lost Ozuna to legal issues. We lost Acuna. To injuries. I mean, at one point, I had no hopes of making the playoffs. Wow. So to be at this point, it's been an amazing season like no other I've experienced. So, uh, you know, other years, we've been like, oh, one and done, that's awful. But no matter what, it's been a pretty successful season, in my opinion, as a Braves fan. Remember that's how so mediocre cool. we were? We were so yeah. mediocre. We were yes. bad. We didn't break 500 until, what, early yeah. August, maybe? Yeah, those yep. win loss streak. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, but I think I think that's going to add to the resilience of this team, man. Like, then anyone on this team could have given up at any point, and I think that's what those magical playoff runs are made out of is 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 coming back and not giving up and not quitting. And so, if we can get a little get a little Atlanta magic going, uh, oh man, what if it's what if it's the pearls, man? What if it's the magic uh, jock <laughs> pearls? I think the jock pearls are something yeah. like that. That's a great. That's a. I think the those Jack are pearls? those. Who did those belong to? Are those like his grandmother's or something? Maybe his, maybe his grandmother blessed those Let's pearls. Let's go with that. That's what right. I heard. What's yeah. his grandmother's name? <laughs> Betty Peterson. Mm, we can't mother we can't of pearl. That. We can't disclose that. <laughs> good one. Good one. Southside. Good Jordan, one. Hey, as long as he hits Jordan, home runs, I'm happy. Oh my god. Okay. Um, okay. Gr- Grizz, do we have time to touch on blooper? Is there time? Like, what is a blooper? I, I have. I have literally. Remove blooper from my memory, and I, I don't need. And it's not. It's not relevant. Ahead. He's just our mask. He's our mascot, but I'm not. He's, I'm he, I mean, he's it. our. He's our. He's not relevant, but he's our mascot. Okay, what are you? I want. I want my, my wishes to be known. Like, all right, we'll talk about. Is this? All right, here's well, your stadium. Playful. He, I don't know. I don't want to sound like just an old grouch. That's probably going to come across. The, I, I just no. think he's kind of a weird mascot. Like, I don't know. Lean into it. What is he? Honest. He's what a beige is, Philly fanatic, like which is kind of I hate to say that it's creepy, but like he's an alien, he's a fuzzy alien, and it's too late. Honestly, they have so much branding. I'm backing up because I know they can't suddenly just change mascots. So I'm sorry for putting that out there, but it's just a weird. I don't really support him. What is a blooper? A blooper is a mistake. 
the mascot's That's name true. is Mistake. So I, <laughs> they'll look That's back true. on this, and, and, and then there's going to be some kind of irony in that. Kind of like, does he offend you at all? I, I don't think so. And, you know, to look at it in a positive light, a blooper, like a bloop pit, is like exactly what we would need out of the series. So I'm going to I'm going to embrace. Look at you. I like the. This is not a positive podcast, Cadillac. I don't know if this is going to yeah. work out. <laughs> blooper was made for the kids, man. They made blooper for the kids. That's what that's he's true, there for. That's true. That's true. That's true. I appreciate. And that Homer reason. is forever forgotten. That costume is rotting in some closet somewhere. They made know. Buzz and Buzz and Woody for the Joe. kids too, but that was like well done by Pixar. Joe, Joe, where is that costume? That's awesome, man. Do they keep it's that? Probably in Georgia State's locker room now at Turner no, Field. I don't know. You know where it probably is? What? It's probably in some warehouse that belongs to the Atlanta History Center or some museum down there. And it's like it's just sitting there, and they're trying to figure out what to do with it. They, I mean, that what? Or, really, That's they creepy. have a ton of that old stuff. Old costumes. They had like a bunch of stuff from the Atlanta Olympics. Interesting. All right. Well, oh that's gosh. enough about museums. Uh, anything else for the Braves? Uh, this matchup, uh, Braves Brewers. Uh, this is not relevant to the playoffs, but GQ does have an article on Jock Peterson's pearls. It's caused a stir. People don't know what's going on. People think this is the first time that pearls have been worn in baseball. And when he's been asked about it, he's kind of said that it's a mystery. He said you'll never know what it's about. And it's a lot of white boy swag going on. So it's just it's a crazy mystery. But um, John F. Kennedy's wife, Jack, Jackie Kennedy, once said pearls are always appropriate. So let's let's stick with her advice what? and keep them going, you know. I like it. That's a hot take. My goodness. That is that a delicious is take. Um, do you guys sir. feel like so, – so the Braves, according to the AJC, Mark Bradley, this is a factual information, but um, the Braves finished their regular season by winning 12 of 14 games. The Brewers, who had a fat lead in the National League Central – Lost ten of their t- final fourteen, so is that does that mean anything coming into this series? I mean, you have to look at the the Nationals of a couple of years ago who squeaked by. They just got hot at the right time and won it all. So I'd prefer to be the hot team. I mean, oh yeah, the Brewer situation of having the Central locked up so early was kind of like the Braves of the past, where we have the division and we go in cold. Mm-hmm. They've been resting, man. I love being chilling. hot. I love being hot. Hmm. Okay. I've, well, I've got a I've got a slice of Braves trivia right quick if y'all will humor me. Oh, we'll humor yes, you. Sir. We'll Lay do more than that. So, <laughs> this is the first time since 2003 where we had three players with more than 100 RPI, RBIs. If you include Adam Duvall's output from uh, his his Miami days. So in 2003, can you name? Oh, sorry. It's three players this year, but in 2003, we had four players. Can you name the four players or even three of them? I think I can. Go. I'm going to go Gary Sheffield, um, Javi Lopez. Um, hmm. I would say Chipper. Chipper and Andrew, but I'm not sure. That's it. You nailed it. So wow. Sheffield had 132, Andrew Jones with 116, Javi with 109. And Chipper with 106. And I think Javi led the team that year in home runs with like 40 something, 42, 43. That was my like first. Bill Shanks would be proud. Well done. Yeah, we 28 to 3, we've got the facts. Well, that was my, that was the beginning of my Braves fandom where I really dove into that year. I remember a lot about that year. What year was that? It was a good year. 2003. Yeah. That bat bat wag by uh, Gary Sheffield was. I imitated that many times in the backyard. Like 2003 it. used to be not that long ago, but now. That's forever ago. It's a generation ago now. Oh Those kids are 18 that were born that year. That's crazy. All right, yeah, let's don't talk about that. Drafted. Oh, man. <laughs> my cholesterol is high. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're right. It is. Stop eating so much <laughs> cheese. Man, right. it'll be fine, Joe. Eating cheese fun. on the south side. All right. <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm ex- so final like just just final thoughts. I'm excited about the Braves. Uh, Choptober and like the postseason is, is sexy. It, it never gets old. It, it, it's a beautiful, cool, crisp time of year, and everything is heightened. Everything's intense. So I'm I'm just I'm like a kid on Christmas, ready for ready for this MLB postseason. Um, it's a weird wrap up, man. Oh, sorry. Appreciate it. Though. Well, thanks. Thanks for pointing out. We could have just let it slide. All right, sweet Lou. What do, what do you know about the Falcons? Let's let's. You want let's to move uh, on? let's talk sure, about that. Man? I a, think are anybody diff- else anybody else got closing thoughts tone. on the Braves? Braves in five. 
Braves and five. Yeah. Ooh. Braves and five. I like, I like that. I like that. I feel the same way. Yep. I'll get on that. I'm too optimistic. I'll, I'll get on that action. So I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be negative. Maybe Brewers and five. I, I hate that. Ooh. I was, don't. This is, I no. 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 You must pick Atlanta. Well, that's well, part of the contract. That's still a good series, no, though. It's still a good series. Either true. way. Nobody knows the future, man. That's why we play. Whatever. Whatever. All right, and now on twenty-eight to three, we're going to be eating a turd sandwich as we talk about the Falcons. <laughs> oh, do we have to talk about the Falcons? <laughs> yes, Gross. yes, yeah. That's yes. kind of what our podcast is about, I guess. The Falcons. It originated yeah. from their giant loss. It's true. Okay, you know, but we're not giving up. The, to start out the Falcons segment and just interrupt really quick was, I know earlier in the podcast y'all talked about where were you when. Uh, when the 28 to three happened, just so everyone knows I was on my honeymoon in the Dominican Republic. So oh. that was crushing. What a buzzkill. Sip and survey. Yeah. Just total, total crushing. Wow. It's a weird place to be for the Super Bowl. I have, oh my God. I have a question about that. But does, the marriage has survived. So all but the marriage well, has survived. Does a Falcons good. loss <laughs> still hurt the same when you're out of the country? Uh, so it was made worse by the fact, so I was sitting in like the sports bar part of the resort with the biggest Boston fan on the planet. Mm. You know, I was a couple of El Presidentes in, I was talking smack, and then I saw him the next morning at the, the, uh, breakfast buffet and he wore me out, so. Mm. What a night. What a night. I told, uh, I told, someone came into my office and I was like, just please leave. Just please, (laughs) please leave. I can't do it right now. I'm sorry. I know we were hurting, man. We're, we're still hurting, you yeah. All right, so let's um, let's look at why we're hurting. Why are we hurting? Thank you for sharing that story, Cadillac. And, and Sweet Lou, why are we hurting? You want me to? Well, we're in a new phase. I'm not going to try not to sugarcoat anything. That's not to do, do a sports, to be a homer, you know. I love the team, but we're one in three. Um, if we do lose this week to the Jets in London, it's kind of – it's a, you can tell the season is, is – is not at a loss, but close to that. It won in jeopardy. It's at a loss, which is okay. It's just okay. We're not a great team. Last week we had no pass rush. That was really clear. Heineke tore us up, but they stayed in it. In the Bucks game against Tom Brady, they hung in it. So I keep going back to that. I know it was the fourth quarter, and they lost it, but they were hanging in there. So Arthur Smith's trying to do something. It's going to take some time. I like Art Smith. He's a cool guy. I like listening to him in interviews. He's honest. He's up front. Um, so there is hope. Like, we're going to be okay this season. I don't know. It's looking sketchy. Let's be optimistic. Cordell Patterson's awesome. He's a legend. But the offense is without Ridley and Gage this week. So. Is, is Patterson the only bright spot right now? It feels like it because. Uh, Lindstrom. Yeah, yeah, he's probably the only solid piece on the, the line. Nice. What do you think, Cadillac? It, it looking at it, I don't know. The defense is just so disappointing. You have Grady Jarrett, who's the only person on the line that's worth anything, and then you we get really good linebacker play. It's just the the secondary. I know they're hurt, but it's it's hard to watch. We make every mediocre quarterback look great. Mm, that's not a good thing to do. That's special like, teams looks pretty good. We've got decent special teams. Other than that kickoff return. That's like being so ugly that making everyone that stands next to you look better. Oh, they're really handsome. And then you move away and they're hideous. Is that not good? Can we not say that? Is that not PC? I think that's okay. That's fine. The cheerleaders look look great. Ugly people exist, everybody. Let's let's get that out there. There are ugly people. And there are people that are more attractive. That's over half the population, man. Yeah. I'd like to have that data. Uh, We could find it for you. Has Facebook collected that? That's on that right now. He's checking that. We don't talk about Facebook right now. What happened when Instagram and Facebook went offline? Does anybody? I was like, I was, I was at the beach. Uh, Life got a lot better for five hours. Is what happened. I wish it stayed that way. These elderly millennials talking about back in my day, technology was not the same as it is now. All we had was AOL. AOL we yeah. we had a paper clip. We had a paperclip that would talk to you on on a Microsoft Word, and you could. I forgot about that. You man. could That's ask awesome. that. Pa- you could ask that paperclip questions, and it would help it you. It turned into a dog. It turned into a teacher. It could do anything. We had a Google, but we also we had a website called Ask Jeeves, and it was your own personal butler. <laughs> oh man! So I mean, I was at the Falcons game. I was at the Falcons game with my son, who's like part of the new generation, and um. The Falcons are just like, 
they're not always terrible and they're not great. They're just like unpredictable. I mean, when we were cheering like, it's third down, you're hoping they're going to stop them, but you have no idea what's going to happen. They're just, I don't get it. I mean, you can never, you would never ever want to bet on the Falcons because they are going to play teams like the Bucks hard. And you're like, whoa, what are y'all doing? You're actually hanging with the big boys. And then we lose to the scum of the league. So I, I, I don't Southside, get you it. Suck, man. You're, you're spot on. Jack, I'm speaking truth, man. Dude, know, when the Falcons not. play, you have no idea on calm defense down. if they're going to be able down, to stop Calm down, Calm down. Oh, man. No it's idea just, at all. You're right, man. No. And we, actually, we, I was I was being like an old man, and I left like with four minutes to go saying, oh, we're going to win the game. Don't worry about it. And we got in the car and checked the score, and we lost. And I was like, I'm glad my son and I have to witness that uh, that. What a, uh, no, slot, no. So. He needs no. to sit through the losing. No. You, you, no. I, I spare him some trauma. I believe, believe me, I did. Mm-hmm. Sounds that's messed up, man. You should not right. have done that's that, rough. dude. Well, on a side uh, note, I, I chose, I chose the cheapest parking, which was nineteen dollars versus thirty. But there was a reason it was the cheapest. It was a rough part of Atlanta. It was near Magic City and near the Greyhound bus station. And when I got there, my son was like, "Dad, this kind of feels like a dangerous area." But we're fine. <laughs> we we walked very fast to the stadium, that. and uh, we left before it got dark. But uh, yeah, the, the parking is what what you pay for. You know what I mean? But you're probably man, in a part of move. town. You're probably in a part of town where Urban Meyer would go. Oh, maybe Ooh. so. Nice transition. <laughs> He'll come up later, definitely. But hey, let's beat the Jets in London, right? We can beat the worst team in the league, right? We should be able to do that, you would think. We'll see. Yeah, well. Zach Wilson looks nice, man. He might throw a few mm-hmm. picks. We have no picks this year. No There's no telling. So. There's no telling. Didn't, didn't the Jets uh, upset the Titans? I'm sorry. They did. Didn't they the, did. Yeah. They did, yeah. So you never yeah, know. Yeah. You it's never know. Either way. You, you never got any know. Fans but the thing is, you do know with like. Ravens, Steelers, you know they're going to give a good effort. You don't with the Falcons, and that's the problem. You can't depend on them, and that's why I've kind of just – I've given up relying on them, you know what I mean? That's true. Uh, I feel you, man. I got a question. Yeah. Um, okay, fantasy, should I start Kyle Pitts or uh, Dalton Schultz? They're going against the Giants, the Cowboys. No, I'd go with Dalton. Any, definitely. Really? Don't, don't trust yep. Pitts again? Every day. We yeah, just struggled okay. too much in the red zone, like. Yeah. Which is so where he should be helping us. Exactly. Hey, to me, he looks a little, like, unsure uh-huh. of his routes. Like, he can get up there and jump, but I feel like his routes are not quite what they're supposed to be. Well, it's so it's difficult gonna... to learn an offense, right? So. Absolutely, absolutely. And he's being double covered. I mean, the other team knows we're going to throw to him because he's our best option right now. So. Ugh. I got him too on fantasy, I, and but I took him a little bit too high. I don't, I don't exactly know when I took him, but I took him a little too high, and I'm, I'm feeling the pain now. I'm feeling the pain. Well, I will say I picked up, I picked up Patterson this past week, is because my running back was injured and he he carried my team like he want he wanted for me this week, so I got kind of lucky there. Week. That was smart. How was he available? Free money. How was he available? There, what? I dropped I, my foolish. Oh, Oh, that's right. I knew somebody dropped. Wow. I don't know who dropped him, but I saw wow. him and I was like, Matt Ryan throws a lot of short passes to him. So my thought was like, I mean, he'll get some catches, maybe a little yards. I needed ten to twelve points out of him, and he got me. Like I thought, 40. I thought he was our backup, but now he's kind of like our primary based on last week. So I don't know where our yeah. running back situation. And that's is. why free money is free money. Uh, there yeah. you go. Picking. I just don't think our O line yeah. is built to have Mike Davis run behind them. I, yeah, it's, it's not true. It's not at all. Yeah, I know what you mean. And they gave him a lot of carries. Patterson should have probably had more on that last in the fourth in the fourth quarter because he had the hot hand. But they wanted to grind it out with Pat, with Davis, and it didn't work in the fourth mm-hmm. near the end. What is our O line built for? Are, are they built to like work at Waffle House? Are they built to to eat a first round pick for the off season? So they're built. They're built for the off season. Are they built to yeah. actually be like doormen and, and open doors for people because they're really good at letting people pass them? So <laughs> knock it yeah. off! Knock it off! I'm sorry, man. Just, I'm sorry. I want hey. Falcons offensive line. Falcons. I'm sorry. I'm gonna speak now, Sweet Lou, and I'm doing it right now. Here I go. Falcons offensive line. uh, Come, come at me. Come at me, bro. Because you guys need to get better. Coming back. They've improved. Jalen Mayfield has improved, dude. Mayfield milk. Like he's not as sour. He's gotten better. Yeah, Lindstrom's okay. been awesome. If you look at the PFF ratings, they're all look at you keep track of those. That's fun to look at how how they did. It's analytics. If you like that, whether or not. Does Snicker right. like 
analytics going back to baseball? No, we not. We can't. We can only go forward. We can't go back to baseball. All right, all right. Any last closing thoughts to the Falcons? Southside, do you know if Snicker does he do uh, that at all? No <laughs> idea. That. Southside, do you know Snicker personally? <laughs> no idea. Do you do you tweet to him? I appreciate that. Thanks for the I think info. I think the GM is real analytical, but I don't think Snedker is. Yeah, a? Yeah, double A, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, like Snedker's more old Edwards. school. More old school. I want to talk about Urban Meyer. That's what I want to talk about. I, I tried to segue to it earlier, but we didn't segue. Let's talk about Urban <laughs> Meyer. Who who knows a thing or two about this about this man? He's living his life. Isn't he just living? Or because yeah. he has a higher standard, like he can't. So what what happened with Urban Meyer? Can somebody give me a can give me a just a summary synopsis? I mean, he was there's a I guess a viral video went around where he was dancing with a woman that was not his wife, and I think the oddest thing about it, besides the potential infidelity, was they had lost, and he decided to stay, you know, in Ohio instead of fly back with his team. I I just I don't know what that says about him. That was his restaurant or bar, like wasn't it? Did he have a stake in it? Yeah, it know. was his restaurant, but it was it was a bad look. He was it it feels like he's kinda of already given up on his team. Absolutely. You know? and sound, uh, sound sad for him. Yeah, but as a new coach, I'm not really sad for him, but as a new coach, like you're the leader of that team and the and, and the overall leader of that franchise. You set the tone. And so by giving up on your team, like not going back and, and having those hard conversations on the plane ride back, you're sending a message, and you're sending that message to your team, and then that's what's going to be reflected in your locker room and on the field. And, and so while I don't know if this is a fireable offense or not, I don't think it's a good look. And, and, if, I'm, and if I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars, I have to sit down and have a conversation with Urban Meyer and, and, and say, where's your head at? Yeah, I mean, he was – quoted on a local radio station down there, and they, they pretty much asked him, like, will the team be ready for the week? And he said, you know, that's not in my court. That's up to the players. And once again, that's just like – that's mind-blowing that a coach, who, like you said, is supposed to be the leader of a team is just, you know, I don't know, walking out on the situation. He's one of the strangest characters in sports recently, and he's had a lot of bad decisions. I mean, to go way back – he was coach of Florida when they had Aaron Hernandez, which I know he's not directly responsible Whoa. for, but that, like, he was coach when you had a criminal on your team that did awful things. Yeah. Fast forward, he um he quit Ohio State due to health issues, right, like due to stress. He's come back and coached Jacksonville. One of the coaches he hired was from Iowa, Chris Doyle, I think, got in trouble for the players said that he made racist statements. That, that got him heat. He let Tim Tebow work out with the team, which probably took the place of a guy that was probably more talented. It's just Urban Meyer keeps making these bad decisions, and I, I feel bad for Trevor Lawrence. I just feel like he's a great, talented guy who seems like a decent person, but he's stuck with this coach that's just making the whole situation awful. You know, The it, danger of situation. going the first pick in the draft, the danger yeah. – you go yeah. to a bum team. There's a reason <laughs> they got the first part. And you, and you waste mm-hmm. – there's so many – if you look back at the NFL history, there are so many wasted careers for people that were drafted first overall. And mm-hmm. and it's terrible. And it's I, th- I think that's a huge problem in the league. And, I, and, no, I don't think players – like, can they dictate where they go? I like the fact that you give the teams that are lower the chances that, that – uh, Yeah, it's yeah. great. But at the same time, there are franchises that squander those picks – Year in and year out, I mean, the you gotta cle- take the chance. If they don't all work out, man. That's just the way it is. But what I'm saying it's is, it's not so much. If they, if if they, if you have a significant amount of first round picks, such as the Browns, right? The Browns should eventually have a Super Bowl. They have a bunch of first round picks. The talent is there, but, but, the upper management or whoever's making decision making. It's not there. It's not there. That and, and franchises like Jacksonville, they have a chance right now to to prove their power and make some good decisions. And I don't know if they will. So it, it all starts at the top. It all starts at the top. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if he makes it to the season. I, I feel like sometime this week we're gonna see a uh, statement where he's resigned. But we'll see what happens. You know, 
Who do they play this week? Do y'all know off the top of your heads who the Jaguars play? I don't know. But they, I they better come out and give good fun. effort. He's kind of like a playboy. He just wants to have a good time. That's kind of dangerous, the position he's chosen. Yeah, he's like somebody's grandfather. Like, he, you know, mm, it's not like weird. he's just some young single man. It's He wants to be. He wants to be, though. This is, we're, are we witnessing his, like, midlife crisis or, like, in-life crisis? Feels yeah, like it's demise. Yeah. That's exciting. That's exciting. Maybe we do love a comeback story, so maybe we'll get to see the Urban Meyer comeback story. Probably not. If you could coach at some, yeah. like, I don't, I don't know, like, if you coached at, like, Georgia Tech or just, like, a mid-level team that's up and coming, a UCF, like, yeah, that's he where could, he needs well, to be. We know that Gus Malzahn is there. I was about to say, he could he could coach, like, he could be a coordinator for Gus Malzahn. That's cool. Coordinator for Nick Saban. Who's, Okay. All right, all right, that's not happening. That's not happening. All right, looks like they're playing the Titans this week, though. It's going to be a tough matchup. And the yeah. Titans just lost to the Jets, so they're trying to prove that they're still a worthy team. So. Julio Jones. I bet they're going to be 0-5 in a few days, I imagine, but we'll see what happens. Julio wanted out of yeah, Atlanta to go to a contender. Mm-hmm. Julio's hurt. Just got to say He's already missed a game. Oh, really? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. That's, we, we wish him the best, but like when you get that man – he does not stay on the field. They knew that. He's got potato chip they, feet. They're crunchy um, and broken. So even though like we're an amateur podcast, I guess like we're kind of um, – Mike Bell with 99 The Game Atlanta is sort of like our coworker or like our compadre or whatever. <laughs> and he's been – he has a lot of Urban Meyer stuff on his Twitter feed. And um, one of his things said um, – Urban Meyer continues to make terrible decisions when it comes to tight ends, and it shows Tim Tebow and then the vo- the uh, photo of him dancing with a girl. That's kind of funny. Get it like tight end. Tight end. Oh. Yes, that's kind of funny. So, uh, Mike, Bell. Mike Bell, if you're listening, man, we li- we all like you a lot. We think you're funny. We forgive you for all the bad decisions you made, dude. Mike hey, Bell. Man. Mike <laughs> Bell is in no way affiliated with this podcast. I repeat, Mike Bell is in no way affiliated with this podcast. If he is, I'm out. <laughs> His Twitter like background photo is like all his different beers and like a thing of ice. All the Hey Man beers is what his photo is. <laughs> for those Good stuff. Good for stuff. listeners at home, uh, Cadillac uh, has a, what we would call an aversion to Mike Bell. I, I would say it's his one defining characteristic trait. So if there's anything you need to know about Cadillac, is that he hates Mike Bell. He's anti Mike Bell. Mike Bell has his own beer. Cadillac doesn't have his own beer yet. So We've been talking about that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Key word is yet. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all right. All right. All right. Well, all right. There's a segment coming up next that I will not introduce. So go ahead with whatever you got. I think South Side Falcons and the uh, Urban Myers saga will, will be continued. All right. Next segment, friends. Let's talk about what is NASCAR. It? As painful as it may be to some, we got to talk about it. And NASCAR had an interesting week. So we are in the playoffs. Right now in NASCAR, and the playoffs are kind of weird because, like, if someone is eliminated from the playoffs, they're still racing. It's still 40 guys every week. You know what I mean? So, like, if a bum wins the race, they're not part of the playoffs. But this past week was in Talladega. The race was supposed to be on Sunday. They got rained out. We've had tons of rain in the south. They raced on Monday for the makeup, but they couldn't even finish that race. But Bubba Wallace, the only African-American racer, he won the race. That was his first um, Cup Series victory. That's the first um, win by an African-American since, I think, 1963. Let's go, Bubba. I mean, it was a great uh, moment for NASCAR, who's, you know, always kind of been pigeonholed as not being diverse and kind of backwards. And NASCAR wants to appeal to all people, so that that was great to see Bubba win. And uh, as the playoffs continue, the way it works is they have a round of 16, round of 12, round of 8, round of 4, and it gets narrowed every few races. So as we stand now, Denny Hamlin is in first place. I'm not a fan of Denny Hamlin. He's Chase Elliott's nemesis. And uh, with NASCAR, it's interesting. Like, the the best racers kind of always stay in the top. So, So here's the NASCAR playoff standings as of today. It's Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson, Joey Logano, Kozlowski, Truex, Blaney, Elliott, Kyle Busch are the top eight. So they're all familiar names. And the guys on the bubble that are in trouble of getting eliminated are Kevin Harvick, Christopher Bell, William Byron, and Alex Bowman. And this week they're at Charlotte on the Roval, which is the uh, the road course at Charlotte. And um, what worries me is Chase Elliott's close to that cutoff. He's seventh place, and he has to get eight or higher. So we need Chase Elliott to uh, 
to finish very high or at least win the race to automatically move on. But uh, NASCAR kind of gets lost in the shuffle this time of year when you have, you know, NFL going on and college football. But yeah, that's I'm still right. going to try to make an effort to watch watch Charlotte. <laughs> and some people don't like it as well. But uh, uh, a, a good week for NASCAR seeing Bubba Wallace uh, win the race. That was cool. Good stuff. I think that is great Tell stuff. Southside, uh, next year, any new tracks being integrated they've never been at? Next year, new tracks. Yeah, so, you know, like, in the NFL and MLB, like, you have the same stadiums every year. Like, it's Boring. it's predetermined. But NASCAR, they're always changing it up. So, the 2022 awesome. schedule has new tracks that they've never raced at before. They're going to be in St. Louis, Missouri. They're going to do the Clash, Road which trip. is the very first race. They're going to race where the Rams used to play football, the L.A. Memorial Coliseum. Is the very first race of the season. That's pretty awesome. awesome. They're going to be in um, Austin, Texas for the first time ever. They're going to be in Madison, Illinois. So just uh, they're going to be in Nashville, which they were in this year, but NASCAR is always changing up the schedule to try to get um, new venues featured. So it should be a fun season next year as well. I'm excited about it. Well, excellent job. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad somebody yeah. is. Um, I'm glad someone likes it. Yes, yeah, sir. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad there's... I appreciate you, Southside. All right, oh, Dale. Dale for friend. Dale, Dale forever. Not a road trip. No, no, no. No, no. Oh, we'll go. We just won't bring. Uh, we won't bring. You know who, and we'll have a good time. Yeah. You know who that's that? right. Yeah, which yeah, nickname we're going right. to use? All right. Well, I'm glad we talked about NASCAR, uh, Cadillac. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but October listeners at home also October is a beautiful month. It, it, every sport is is doing something at some point in October. And it's just a magical it's, time of year. Choptober, you've got the NBA coming back. You've got you've got hockey colors. playoffs. You, or you've got hockey coming back. You've got NASCAR doing something, driving. And you've got MLS soccer. Um, what are you ready. doing? Come on now. What am I doing? All oh, right. I, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, so Cadillac, what, what you got about the United? Get, yeah, I'm really just trying to, you know, invite you to the bandwagon is what I'm trying to do. Um, I've missed I it. mean, currently they sit right beneath the playoff line, so the, essentially the top seven in each conference, if you will, make it. They're sitting in the eighth seed, but that's just essentially three points or one win away from the third seed, which would have them hosting a playoff game. So it's a big swing between three and eight. Um, they have seven <laughs> matches in, the, in, the, in, in just a little more than three weeks, uh, starting, I believe, on the 16th. And so... This run's going to be super important to see where they, they seed in the playoffs. Can you explain points to, to, the, to the people who don't exactly watch yeah, soccer? Yeah, yeah. So they, they refer to it as a table, not the standings. You know, soccer is just different for whatever reasons they have. But they call it the table. A win counts as three points. A draw counts as one point, And a loss, of course, is zero. So, like, right now they're sitting at 39 points on the year uh, with a record of 10, 9, and 9. So 10 wins, 9 draws, 9 losses. So a draw is, you know, obviously not the ideal, but it's what you call a result. In other words, you're still adding to your point total. Um, so in other words, sitting at 39 points, your third, your third seed team is sitting at 42. So they're much within reach. Um, and it's been a, you know, kind of an up and down season, a lot of head coach turnover in the last year and a half. Uh, so, but they're on the rise. They're on the rise. How is the health of Joseph Martinez? He's been limited. Uh, he tore his ACL, I guess, a little over a year ago. So he's he's back, but now he's limited, I think, with kind of a precautionary lower body injury, maybe calf or hamstring. I, I don't recall he's still exactly. still effective, right? Oh, yeah. So actually he set an MLS record uh, this year for – he scored 100 goals in, in his career in MLS in just 125 matches, which beats the previous record by like – Almost, I think a little over thirty matches. So he's he's the scorer. If we don't have him up top, then we're useless. Joseph, beautiful, beautiful. And just you know, just so you know, another little tidbit: we hate Orlando City. That's like our rival, and we've typically owned them. I think we're like it's eight wins, five draws, and three losses. So uh, most of those draws and losses have come this season when we haven't been as good, but we, we typically own them. So if you need somebody to hate in the MLS, it, it's going to be Orlando City. Oh, I really love hating teams. I can get behind hating that. Orlando. SC. Soccer or- club. But soccer club. It's City. I'm sorry. Orlando City. 
Orlando City. Cadillac. What is yeah. our mascot? Like, if you had to pick one, what are we? Like, well, is so there a mascot? We're, nick- we're nicknamed the Five Stripes. Uh, mm-hmm. They gravitate to a lot of, like, the Atlanta history of, you know, Atlanta was once called Terminus, so they, they incorporate a lot of train I like things. It. Like, okay. they, have, they have the Golden Spike, which is, like, mm-hmm. you know, like a... I don't know what you drop down railroad, railroad spike. Type. Yeah, okay. yeah, things like, like that. It. But I really they they call us the five stripes based on the original kit, if you will. But they have more mm-hmm. stripes than that now, so it's kind of lost its hmm. I don't know relevance. But we're called the five stripes. So I wish we were like United. the fireballs or the Hicks or something like that. But, but I can get behind the five. Oh, whoa, 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 the five whoa, whoa. stripes, Hicks? I guess. Oh. Like, sorry. <laughs> Wasn't the soccer other soccer team that. the Silverbacks? <laughs> wasn't that? Wasn't that? The yeah. Other? Oh, yeah, that's true. You can offend some Central Georgia people. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, come on now, great godfather. Don't get too personal. It's all right. For those of you that live below Atlanta, we do not think you are hicks. We are all from below Atlanta. (laughs) Yeah. Please. Whether you're above the nat line or below the the nat line, it's all good. No worries. It's fine. (laughs) MLS doesn't have team names like that. It's just the cities. Very rarely. Like You have like uh, Chicago Fire. I think there's the Seattle Sounders. New York Red Bulls. Yeah, no. but then also New York has literally the New York Football Club. So, you know, mm. it's, it's, it is kind of odd. We are it's, united. Yeah, united. it's, it's That's a... It. Uh, We're united. Give me a bobblehead I can buy for my to- my kid, though. You know what I mean? I want some yeah. type of mascot. You give me train things. That's cool. That's cool. They, I don't think they so. They do bobbleheads? They should, they should get about, a mascot uh, that's like a tank engine, like Thomas the Tank Engine or Thomas the Steam. What was that train called, that British train? Show member like oh I'm a train. Uh, was there a British one? What? I don't know. Was he British? Maybe not. I I, I just assumed he was British because he was a talking train. That's on my fault. But uh, they should get a talking train. I think that's. I say all that to say that the Atlanta United should Arthur get a talking Blank? train mascot. Arthur Blank, if you're listening, we need a talk uh, a talking train. In the style hey. of the Home Depot tools, please. In the style of the Home Depot tool race. Well, they got a Falcon, animatronic Falcon. Remember that? That thing. Oh was, yeah, the Falcon we never said. saw fly. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, you want a train that goes around the top? That'd be really cool. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. There was a the there was a restaurant in Griffin called Southern Pit, and uh, they had a train going around barbecue, the top. Barbecue. Mm-hmm. Shout out, Southern Pit's not a sponsor for us. Um, and they, they had a sign on the wall that said that tipping is not a city in China. I remember they had a sign on the wall that said that. <laughs> um, Jay Hale, why are like all of our names confidential, but you're obviously giving away your last name? That doesn't make sense. Like, are we all hiding our identity, but except you? Like, how's that? I really, I really don't know what the, I really don't know what's that, happening. That's anymore. not really consistent. Um, we record this thing so late cool. it starts to fall off the rails. All right, we'll edit, we'll edit this out and uh, let's focus and forget about it. Can okay. I give you guys it's the etiquette? Can I give you guys a rundown Hawks. about the Atlanta Hawks, please? All right, please. here we go. Let's do it. It's quite hot. Screech, screech, or whatever a hawk does. <laughs> close, okay, close. the most successful t- current team in Atlanta. Um, did you guys watch the preseason game? Either one. I watched uh, text messages about it. If that counts, that counts. That counts. I watched okay. uh, John Collins like dunk of the year. Oh, excellent! Oh, that's excellent. awesome. All right, so I will say that's where, that's where I'm going to start. We don't need to freak out. We don't need to overreact. Overreact In the first preseason game, I think it happened earlier this week, they take on the Miami Heat, and oh they just there. completely get railed. I believe there are three total. They got the Memphis Grizzlies coming up next. Um, but So they completely get railed by the Miami Heat. Bam out of bio. Jimmy Butler wasn't playing, but Bam out of bio came out there like a man possessed. He he was energetic. The Heat just came out with a lot of energy all, all collectively. Um and, and, and just outscored the Hawks. I think the final score, that they ended up scoring like 125. Um, the Hawks, I think, scored about 99. So, I mean, it was a substantial win. I'm not sure if that's correct, but I think it is. Um, the next game I watched last night, and we so we've lost both preseason games. Last night it was against the uh, – who did they play last night? I was really into it. Oh, who was it? Cleveland. Oh, yeah, Cleveland. They The, the thing is, is – we did lose that game, and that that team is discombobulated. That team is very young, and they've got some good, great guard play. I will say they've got pretty good guard play, and they've got a Kevin Love figuring out who he is in basketball now, and Laurie Markkinen. Uh, they've got some they've got some good pieces, but they haven't had no time to gel as a team. So we should have beat them, but we there were some huge bright spots in in both games. Um, the in the first game, 
uh, we're starting figuring things out. Dellen Wright looked all right. He's our we ran him mostly as our starting point guard in both games. Kevin Herter looks nice. We're figuring out how to use Gorgie Dame, but then against Cleveland, they really came out. They really came out. They really showed up, and, and we had our boy Cam Reddish goes off insane shots, insane threes. He's pulling up from everywhere. He is amazing. Um, so there's some really there's some really bright spots with this Hawks team. And I think when, when Trey gets back in the starting lineup and, and we start he's got a running our, contusions. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, he's I think he's gonna be just fine. He's gonna take it slow, come back, and when Trey's back in the lineup and we've got we've got we've got old DeAndre Hunter working out his shot, he looks good. Jalen Johnson, our number one pick, looks good. Sharif Cooper looks good. And, and, and speaking of Sharif Cooper, we'll, we'll use that to talk a little bit about the dunk that you, you mentioned, Cadillac. Sharif Cooper throws the ball to outer space. And, and John Collins – and Sharif thought – there's a quote on Sharif. He thought he threw it too high. John Collins goes to the moon in, in uh, State Farm Arena, grabs the ball, and throws it down. Over what was that center's name? Does anyone know that center? Is it is it Allen? I... Yes, it's Jared Allen. Yeah, Jared he goes Allen. Jared Allen. He goes up in the air, grabs it, and just destroys a, a, a hefty size center and uh, a good defensive center at that. And it, it, I mean, I honestly think it, it it's going to be in running for dunk of the year. I don't know if they'll allow the preseason to be no, in that, they will but not. they will not. They should. No. They should. There's not going to be a better dunk than that. I mean, literally, Chance John was. John almost leaves the gym. I mean, I think his head is above the rim easily. Nobody respects the preseason, man, especially in NBA. I'm sorry. So, I mean, oh, it matters. I will say, so, I do want to give a shout-out. I don't want to brush over this. Tyler Hero of the Miami Heat, he was doing the same kind of scoring that Cam Radish was doing. He's put on some muscle. He looks good. And he was taking it to us. I didn't watch the next Heat game, but 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 I, the thing that stood out to me most is is Tyler Hero is going to be their six men off the bench to score. And I, I think Tyler Hero actually may get some starting time playing beside Jimmy Butler. Uh, he he looked strong. His shot was great, and and that's pretty much. I I, I don't want to stay too high. I don't want to stay too low on the Hawks, but I'm just excited for the season to start back. All right. Um, the final thing. Speaking of so. So this makes me think, um, the NBA, I, I believe in the next five years the NBA is going to add a team or they're going to move a team. I, I don't know which city they would move it from, potentially Minnesota. Um, I don't, I don't know how – get a team back? I do think so. So so which cities need a team is my next question. Which cities – and let's do – you can do any sport. You can do any sport. So I'll give you a second to think on this. But which, which team – does there need to be a team that moves – or does there need to be a team? Uh, do we need to add an expansion uh, to a new to another city? Um, and I'll go ahead and I believe I believe Seattle's coming back. I think I think the Sonics that that for, I, I think Seattle's a great a great city, uh, a great basketball city, and I th- I think the Sonics will be back in the next five years. I, I there's Question. no doubt in my Has mind. Does a team ever come back? Do teams ever come back? That's yeah. the problem. The, the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets. Charlotte Hornets they went to St. Louis yeah. and came back. Teams do it all the time. Okay. <laughs> Anybody got one? Any any city that needs a needs a sports team? I'm on the Seattle train, man. I think Seattle could definitely support a, a basketball team. Like I think that's a that's a great one. Um, outside of that, maybe somewhere in Tennessee, maybe I don't I don't know. Yeah the uh, the South is some of the fastest growing populations, and I think you know uh, Richmond. Virginia has expressed interest in MLB, Nashville, Tennessee, Austin, Ooh. Texas. So uh, I think that uh, there's definitely some room for growth in the uh, in the southern United States. Yeah, I wouldn't okay. mind seeing the Rays heading to like Nashville somewhere. Mm-hmm. I want I want a road game as a Rays fan. I want a road game that I can get to because I was I was looking it up earlier. I think our closest road game you could drive to Tampa, which is like 450 miles, or you'd have to go wow. to Cincinnati, which is like 450 miles. In mm-hmm. other words, like like. In the South, there's, I don't know, I would like a, I would like a road game to go to that. You know, I agree. I could do it. I could do it in a day. I agree. It's not the an entire with weekend Tennessee, trip. I think Tennessee deserves a team too. Absolutely. But is Tennessee Braves country? Isn't that just a bunch of Braves fans? As of now, but that's why I think they would yes. support an MLB f- team. Fine, because I, I, I think they would embrace. 
they do like you, baseball. Do you keep the Rays name if you move them to Nashville, or do you change it? Are we the Nashville Rays? I don't think no, so. No, no, you got to change it. Very aquatic. Nashville Sound, baby. The, what if we change it to the Nashville Sweet Baby, Sweet baby Rays? The Nashville Sweet Ooh. Baby Rays, like the barbecue sauce. <laughs> They're still the Rays, but they're the Sweet Baby Rays. Mm-hmm. Sweet Baby Rays is not a sponsor of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we ain't got no yeah. sponsors of this podcast. Nope. No. Well, I thought there was that uh, that dumpster place, right? Oh yeah. That, well, we'll run a commercial for that later. Uh, com- <laughs> yeah. Commercial, c- fake commercials are in the work. I repeat, fake commercials are in the work. All right. Any. I think I think so. I think a WNBA. Listen, everyone out there who's listening to this podcast, bring a WNBA team to Birmingham, Alabama. It will succeed past your wildest really? dreams. Rich people out there who who love the WNBA, bring a Birmingham uh, city. Bring a Birmingham hey, team. What's uh, the WNBA. What's like oh, a company that would support that? Um, like John Deere. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Is John Deere an NASA? Alabama company? Yeah, NASA. Can, can, can anyone tell me how many WNBA teams there are? Oh, good question. Good 20? question. I would 21. guess twenty. I don't know. I was thinking sixteen, but I don't know. I'm gonna check the south side. I I would have guessed thirty, but maybe not. Maybe not. No, 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 how so does that mean they have less divisions than like the NBA? Is it just like two or three divisions Ooh, per conference? I see it now. I see it now. Oh no! How many? How many? It is twelve. Twelve. I thought it was more than that. Dang. Hold on. Let me. Let me. Let me say we have the dream. That's an Atlanta team. We have the dream, and they might have won a championship. They may have recently, but uh, they deserve some love. There's some athletes. Wait, they may have won, or they did win recently. (laughs) Can you please? Can you please do your research, man? Before we were like, wait, what? I, I may have won a sure. million dollars. I'm not sure. I think they played for the final but didn't win. Oh, thank that's you. True. That's that's, that's what I thank you. It's something like that, yeah. But they right. deserve some love. Okay, so we've we've talked the Braves, we've talked the Falcons, we've talked Urban true. Meyer, NASCAR, MLS, the sweet, sweet Hawks. And now I'd say this is the, the brightest the, the 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 star that leads us to 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 the promised land in the UGA Dirty, dirty dogs. Um, are you guys excited about the dogs? Yes, Very. sir. You betcha. The hedges. This is our shining star on the hill, the UGA Bulldogs. Yes, sir. The dog will bite so you. We got a huge game coming up this week. Is the number two ranked Georgia Bulldogs versus the 18 ranked Auburn Tigers. We're playing in Auburn, Alabama. And I have two really good friends. Their names are Bubba and Earl. And they live in Conyers, Georgia. And they're not the smartest men, but they're good men. But they get distracted sometimes. And they were making their way to Auburn this week. They were going to stay in tailgate. But they saw an ad in the paper that said, Riverboat Cruise on the Chattahoochee River, come to West Point, Georgia. So they, they went to West Point, and they went to the address. And they said, uh, hey, we heard that there's a Riverboat Cruise for $50. They paid their money to the guy. And the guy hit both of them in the head with a, he hit him with a wooden stick. He knocked him out and they, he threw him in the river. And Bubba and Earl just floated down the river unconscious for about 50 miles. And once they regained consciousness, Bubba turned to Earl and he said, you think they're going to serve any food on this cruise? And Earl turned to Bubba and said, they didn't last year. But uh, those are smart guys and they're going to make it to Auburn eventually. I guarantee you they'll make it. So I, I am excited. For this matchup, and that was a joke from Lewis Grizzard. I did not make that joke up originally. That's not original. But um, my boss is an Auburn fan, and Bo Nix is their quarterback. And he had some great plays this past weekend against LSU. Auburn had a good win. But I heard like him talking on the phone. He said, yeah, Bo's going to be scrambling. He's going to be scrambling for his life this weekend. So, I mean, this is going to be the best defense that Auburn has faced, probably going to face this year. So, I'm a little bit – Concern, but I think that Georgia will be able to win um, pretty convincingly unless something odd happens. But I mean, I think we have the talent, we have the uh, the coaching. Georgia hasn't so seen I, a quarterback like him yet. That's the only. Yeah, thing. I mean, he'll be the best quarterback we probably face. It's going to be a good game. I think Georgia should win. I don't know, 35-17, But I mean, no way to know. What do y'all What's think the, is going to happen? Do we have the plus or minus yet? 
They're favored by 15 think, and a half. I'm not too sure mm-hmm. about the plus, the, the over-under. Mm. Yeah, but I think the two-touchdown favorite sounds about right. Yeah. I think so, – so Cadillac did share a nice tweet earlier where – where after the UGA game, Arkansas is the 55th ranked offense. Before that, they were ranked, what was it, 17th? 17, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, 17 ahead of Auburn. I don't – Auburn has came back and struggled with an LSU team that is a shell of its former self. I, I don't – I think Auburn can, can talk big and bad, and if UGA loses, then I'm, I'm the fool, right? But – but I don't think they've seen anything close to this UGA defense, and I think, mm-hmm. I think when when I think people see it, and I don't think there's any way to fully understand it until you're on the field and understand the strength and the speed of that front seven. And so I, I, I'm expecting another blowout. I, I, I'd be surprised if if if, uh, if uh, Lieutenant or Captain Bo Nix scores. There's some awesome tw- Twitter that's like Captain Bo Nix, <laughs> where he's like a Civil War general. It, it's no. very funny. <laughs> Jordan is Davis is coming Bo- after him this weekend for sure. This is the same Bo Nix that had to get pulled against Georgia State for underperforming Ooh. against Georgia State. So like, Ooh. yeah, they, they should have lost going that to game. Auburn. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, Michigan. playing in Auburn, we're going to get a lot of hate, but like, they should handle business. I think this team will thrive on hate. I think I think the dogs going to go in there and they're going to devour them. I think they're going to absolutely devour them. I'm really excited. What would will you- this be like our first tough like? Stadium plan because I know we've had a good bit of home games. I feel like it's just our first test away first from hostile environment. Definitely, mm-hmm. yep, it is. It really is. Yep. Right. The um, I think that Curly Smart, for whatever reason, does a better job than Mark Riggs to do of getting the team ready. You know, Mark Riggs' teams a lot of times would not perform the way they're supposed to. So far, Kirby Smart's teams they they maintain the intensity throughout the season. So I hope they can keep it going. That's true. Hmm. Do we yeah. have a kicker that can deliver in the clutch? I believe so. I don't, I don't think we'll need the kicker, but, I mean, if if needed, I hope it's not that close, you know what I mean? I don't even think we really need the offense. I think if we just I think if we just uh, elected to punt on first down each time, I think we could still win the game. <laughs> Every single time? Yeah, I think How are you going to score points just on safeties? Yeah, safeties and interceptions, mm-hmm. pick sixes. I, I honestly think we should just punt first down. First down, Kirby right. sends the punts team out there. I mean, we could do, like, one run if you want. Yeah. All right. Just a a wacky stat that I've come up with. UGA has allowed 4.6 points a game so far this year. And to just kind of compare it to, say, the MLB, because that's what's happening, there's 10 MLB teams that had a higher ERA than UGA has allowed points per game. I just thought that's that's crazy. That is wild. Crazy connection there. How many points have they scored all – have they let up all season? I think it's 23. Oh. Oh. Over four games, five that's games. Beautiful, that's five a beautiful games. stat. That and is a beautiful a, there's stat. A, there's a poor pick six thrown in there, too. Like, our, our offense threw a pick six late in the game. Yeah. I mean, take yep. that away, and it's even lower. Oh, so, wow. That's amazing. Well, this thing's starting to wind down, boys. Uh, I'd say this was a, a, a grand success. Uh, any any closing thoughts for the podcast? Any closing trivia? Or, or, I've, got, or, I've, got a, I've got a piece of – College football, if you have time. Oh, I, so, we've got we've got time, and we'll take a piece. So, so, so Clemson fell out of the top twenty-five rankings as of this week. Can which? Well, I don't want to give you too much of a hint, but can any of you name approximately the year uh, that they were last unranked? Mm. You know, they've been on quite a tear somewhere. for a handful of years. Nineteen ninety twelve. Comes to mind. Uh, I don't pretty know. Pretty close outside. So it pretty was 107 consecutive weeks in the rankings. Um, wow. The last time they were unranked was October 5th of 2014. Ooh. Wow. They've had an amazing run. It is a run. That's I hurt. was saying like That's 1998, but, but I was <laughs> off. You know, so like, they had a, are they like the second, probably longest to Alabama? Like, where's Alabama with that? Probably like know, 2005 yeah, or six. Maybe yeah. I mean the Nick the Nick Saban uh, error, I guess, was probably the beginning of their run. So, will that ever come to an end? Saban, Nick Saban's not there. Yeah, I think we're about to see it. I think we're about to see it with these dirty dogs. <laughs> Might he coach till he's like eighty three? Might he? He will. What is oh, he in his sixties? Maybe. No, he's in his seventies. 
What? We, we can look it up. Yes. Hey, no, I swear. I swear. He's, he's, he's old now. Yeah. He's, he's an old man now. Yep. Yeah, he's in his 70s. He looks, he How looks is he? good. Y'all want to guess the last year that Alabama was out of the top 25? I just pulled it up. What do you think? I'm going to say 2007. I'm going six. I'm Y'all are right there. It's it's 08. They've been ranked for 219 straight weeks. But wow. second on that list is our Georgia Bulldogs. 2017 is the last time they were uh, on ring. Yeah, Alabama's been on an amazing tear. That's crazy. Nicholas Lou Saban Jr., um, not the coach of the Georgia Bulldogs, is 69 years old. And so he, so y'all are right. He's in his 60s, but, but I was close. Also, how tall is Nicholas Lou Saban Jr.? Five, nine. Six foot. Five, five and a half. Five, six. <laughs> very close. He is five, six. Wait, Are really? you kidding me? Yes. I had no idea. Free money. You should have rounded up. Free money. Excellent. Your Alabama butt. Yeah. You're you know right. what? Free money was probably right then because usually people mm-hmm. exaggerate. Oh, yeah. He probably he probably swells that to five, six. So he's like, yeah, it's a mm-hmm. little bigger. I right. right. that short. Jeez. <laughs> so – I like this. So let's uh, let's end with Nick Saban's height. So Nick Saban's short, but he can still beat our butts in football. All right, everybody at home, thanks for listening. We really appreciate you. And remember to keep hope even when it hurts real, 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 real bad. And let's get a three, two, one. Ready, guys? Three, two, one. Wonderful, Wonderful podcast. podcast. I'm not even going to do it. That was the best we ever disaster. did it. All right. Uh, if you if you like what you hear, please subcri- subscribe to this podcast on Spotify. Follow us on Twitter at two eight three ATL one and email anytime you want, any day or night, in in the morning, in the afternoon. Email us and, and let us let us let us just hear some of your thoughts and questions and concerns. Email us at two eight three ATL at gmail That's two eight three ATL at gmail But keep it clean. Au revoir. Au revoir, everyone. Converting all the oxygen to CO2, you know what I mean? It's rough. <laughs>